0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Build Show podcast. We got a great episode for you this week, guys. But before I get into the lumber and the pricing that we've seen, that's been ridiculously crazy. And we have some some firsthand knowledge of that on today's podcast. Let me give a quick shout out to our sponsor, uh, Builders First Source, which if you're not familiar with this company, I actually have been using BMC. Uh, for the last 20 years those two companies have made a really big and very interesting merger uh, not too long ago so now this is uh, all going to be underneath the bfs builders first source branding this is a builder remodeler first company Uh, although there are a couple places in in the world where they do have some retail Uh, but builders first source this is a 550 location nationwide including alaska Uh, lumber yard that's dedicated to builders and remodelers this is where over the last 20 years i've bought the majority of all my framing lumber my window and door packages my interior door packages my interior trim and of course a ton of specialty items as well so if you're not familiar with builders first source or you're familiar with bmc let's see uh, let's say in the past um, they're going to be merging into just the builders first source logo but look for this Uh, in your town. They're a really, really top-notch supply house. And the big thing about these guys is that they're going to dedicate a salesperson to you as a builder or remodeler. And that's been huge for me. I've got a fantastic relationship with my salesperson um, such that when I need something, whether it's an upcoming job, a window quote, uh, to get a bid together, whatever, that's my go-to person and so they they also give me by the way a preferred pricing discount as well so anyways we'll put a link in the show notes for uh, bfs and how you can get connected to these guys and with that being said i actually have a guest today from builders first source so the topic today is Basically, this rising crazy commodity market that we're seeing, especially in the lumber uh, products in particular. Uh, and I've got with me Jeff uh, Redig. Hopefully I'm pronouncing your last name, Jeff, correctly from Builders First Source. Jeff, let's jump right in. We got a, we got a really big topic today and a lot to cover. But number one, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day uh, to meet with me, Jeff having us uh be a part of your show good deal to and jeff you, if i understand correctly your title is uh vice president of supply chain uh yes, for, for all 550 locations of builders first source and remember that's uh that's now uh, also part of the bmc family as well that's been absorbed into bfs that's a lot of that's a lot of lumber yards jeff that's a lot of lumber going out the door uh, across the us
1: from you guys it is but we've got a great team in here working for um with supply chain we've got some seasoned professionals have been here for a long time so they know what they're doing
0: yeah i can imagine well jeff let's jump right into the topic you know supply is plunging across multiple building material products uh, and in particular this podcast i really want to focus on the lumber market because i know that's certainly your expertise how is this impacting uh, builders first source
1: uh, we're having to work harder and harder um, to work with our builders to find out what they have their upcoming needs as well as work with our uh, the lumber mills and our vendors to ensure that we can get um, our fair share of the, the product flowing towards builders first source and out to our customers
0: yeah because ultimately you're not the only supplier in the u.s right so you're competing from the big boys to even get their product to begin with right
1: yes the the lumber industry continues to be very fragmented across the u.s multitude of uh supply options out there in the field but yeah we're uh hopefully with our size we've got some clout with the uh, the mills and we're able to secure that product coming to us
0: hadn't thought about that that's really interesting uh you know you guys are a giant brand you're pumping a lot of materials out so compared to that lumber yard that only has a couple of locations let's say you probably have better access to the uh, you know huber engineered woods warehouses. uh um Roseburg forest products of the world compared to that smaller uh, company is that right
1: Uh, absolutely we buy direct from almost every one of those mills we have contracts and uh you know we have the buying power so we do we pull a lot of clout but we have some great long-term partnerships that that uh, understand our business and our needs
0: yeah i could see that jeff for those uh in the audience who don't know what's happening with lumber pricing Can you give me an overview, like compared to, let's say a year ago, uh, where are we today when it comes to, uh, to increase in the price of a package of lumber that, that it takes to build a house?
1: So if you look at the random links composite, uh, it's a a journal that comes out across the industry that is, uh, gives us an idea or a forecast of where the pricing's at. Um, If we look at a year ago, the, the framing composite was around $349 a thousand. Um, a couple of weeks ago, it hit right at 1188,000, a thousand, so almost a four multiple.
0: Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Yeah. Uh, and that that um, random links that you're mentioning, that's kind of like the you know the Dow, let's say that the stock market uses. Like it's it's a a roll up of kind of everything that's happening in the market, right? Which means mm-hmm.
1: that I'm sorry, yes. go ahead. It, no, it's an industry publication that looks in a rear. So it's just like opening up your wall street journal and looking at what happened in the stock market yesterday. Right. So random links is a great publication. They, um, talk to a lot of the dealers out there, a lot of the mills and they find out what was the price of the trading at for the last week and report it out.
0: Yeah. Now builders, uh, have all kinds of different tricks we've used over the years to try and give a, a high level estimate to somebody right away. Uh, and one of the things that I've done is done a uh, price per framed foot uh, number that I'll plug into a high-level budget and that's uh, of course changed a ton over the years but uh, you know a couple of, it wasn't that many years ago that I remember plugging in something like seven to ten dollars per framed foot uh, for the framing package. So if I'm building a, you know, thousand square foot house, which I don't typically do that small, uh, you know, I might have $10,000 in lumber. So if I'm multiplying correctly with that indices, just from the price a year ago that it took to build a house, that lumber package is
1: almost four X, uh, the cost today. Is that right? It is. And I saw an interesting statistic, uh, that came out from the NHB, I think the average house out there, 23, 2400 square feet, the lumber pack has gone up almost 26 to 30 thousand dollars just for that house. Wow! And that's just lumber alone, not counting the sheetrock, and insulation, and everything else to build the house.
0: Yeah, the other commodities. Um, speaking of that, uh, sheetrock and other commodities, what can you tell us about lead times? Uh, you know, are there some commodities or some things that you guys deal with that are just really far out and others that generally when you're there sold, you're, you're able to get another truck in right away for.
1: So we're buying commodities out, um, months in advance, but some of the, the products that are having the hardest part right now is roofing. Um, roofing is almost a four month lead time windows I'm seeing four to six monthly time um engineered lumber is a couple monthly time so the mills are doing everything they can to try to you know get product into the industry but they continue to have challenges as well uh, especially with the unprecedented demand as you started out with round housing
0: dang that's crazy months I mean I I remember windows uh, not that long ago, I would, I would order windows and several of the supply houses or places that I would buy them from uh, would happen to be on job in three weeks, let's say. Yep. And now we're talking four to six months.
1: Yeah, there's that me- a lot of builders right now that are coming in and that's the first thing they order before concrete is the window package because it's taking so long.
0: Yeah, to make sure they've got it when they need it that's interesting are you seeing anybody um hoarding materials or ordering materials that they don't necessarily have a a spot for i don't i I haven't heard that happening i just wondered if anecdotally you'd heard of that happening
1: no no uh, we haven't seen that Uh, we've seen a lot of uh nervous builders out there that are coming in sitting down as you said with uh, their sales rep and doing a lot of planning and starting to figure out okay if we're gonna break ground this month when do I need these products and what is the longest lead time and what do I need to order first? So come in, order those windows right now um, and then try to figure out what they're going to get there and then work backwards when you can start the project.
0: Yeah. You know, I wonder if that's a little bit of a silver lining in these dark clouds is that uh, mm-hmm. uh, as an industry, we definitely need to be better at planning and uh, builders in general don't have the biggest, the best reputation for being the most organized people in the world uh, and if everything was available anytime at the lumber yard, uh, you didn't always have to be, you know, you could call for a hot shot and get that extra, uh, you know, 37 sheets of plywood because your estimate was wrong or because you just didn't plan well. And now if those things are not available, uh, we have to be better planners. We have to hire people that can help us plan those lead times and make sure that things are on the job when we need them. That could be a silver lining in all this. Absolutely. Um, Jeff, what products are you guys having the most problems with? Uh, For example, it's my understanding that in the marketplace right now, there's actually a surplus in trees, but sawmill capacity has been significantly reduced. Any insights on what to expect longer term on that?
1: There's been a lot of capacity, whether it's sawmills or uh, just regular mills producing um, gypsum or insulation or anything that we're taking out of the industry over the last 10 years because we averaged such low housing starts, and now trying to ramp those mills back up, um, higher additional shifts, we're continuing to see all kinds of problems um, across the, the product line segment. Um, you know, the, the hardest ones right now that we're, you know, seeing is OSB across the nation, um, engineered lumber, your i your LVL especially and your windows are probably the three pain points out there.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Uh, this is a crystal ball question for you, Jeff. So you may you may not like this one, but any idea or in your experience, how long could we anticipate this environment of rapid price increase and in limited supply? Where, where's the, where's the, uh, the end of this road?
1: So, assuming demand is not going to change, and from everything that the uh, the experts are out there saying, it looks like it's not. Um, that the millennials are finally getting to building house and moving out. Um, we see this situation probably lasting at least eighteen months. Wow. Um, there's not a lot of additional production coming on uh, across many of the different segments. But it, even if there was, um, the manufacturers we're working with continue to voice that they're having trouble hiring people to come in and work that second or third shift
0: that's wild through the end
1: of next year is what i'm hearing you say then through the end of next year is probably we're going to see continued um extended lead times compared to what we've seen over the last 10 years wow that's wild um
0: give me your advice to builders you know this this podcast uh, i know there's a lot of different people watching besides builders and remodelers but i think of my core audience listening to this podcast as builders what advice do you have for us jeff what what would you say from your years of uh, you know you've got three decades of experience in the supply business uh, what what advice could you give us
1: I think you mentioned one of the big ones right now. is just planning, working with your outside sales rep. Um, let them know when you're planning to break ground. When is the completion time? Is that an appropriate completion time or realistic? Um, let them know that you've got your subs lined up and how you're going through so that those expectations are shared, uh, across, across everybody. Um, the other thing I'd start looking at right now, if I was building a house, is um industry designs or standards versus manufacturing specifics hmm. if you were looking at an engineer joist you just say it's an 11 8 i joist that i need um or do you, you're going to call out a specific brand where if it's an industry standard then we if we can source that sort of product from any manufacturer it gives us more options to work with you to hit that timeline um, i know a lot of the manufacturers right now the roofing manufacturers have scaled down which um, shingles they're making, what colors they're making, door manufacturers are, are taking their planning down and making um, a f- more specified products are more universal. So if you think about it in manufacturing capacity, the less changeovers they have to do at the mill, the more they can produce. So if they can streamline their, their SKU countdown, their design countdown, they can produce more product and out. So if I was a builder, I'd probably be looking at what's the standard door that they have your your local BFS has in stock, what's the engineered lumber they have in stock. I'd probably tend to stay away from custom things or the trendy fad things right now at the moment that you might see on Pinterest out there. It's more about what's more readily available, what can we get to you in a quicker timeline or meet your timeline expectations.
0: That's really smart, I hadn't thought about that. I, I wonder if that also means maybe builders would consider uh, especially in, in a uh, crazy rising price environment, downgrading their usual specs. Um, uh, before the podcast started, you and I were talking about iJoyce a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and you know iJoyce have pretty much replaced solid sawn lumber, uh, but there's also a two by four truss option, let's say. Uh, and you know maybe when iJoyce aren't available or at least not available in the size I want, maybe I go to trusses maybe in some parts of the house i save some money and go to two by tens or two by eights not that those are inexpensive right now but maybe they're more available
1: i think that the builders need to look at any and all options out there right now is especially when it comes to headers um, lvl is getting harder and harder to get so for those short span headers that are over the windows that are three feet or less can you stack out or build out a two by twelve um for the floor systems, you throw out open web is a great option out there to look because we can control that because we manufacture that in-house and we can get it out to your project in a certain time frame. Yeah. Um when it comes to remodels and and uh or small room additions, I'd absolutely look at two by ten or two by twelves. Um great options to you know match into an existing house and probably more readily available. When it comes to roof designs right now, probably will start looking at um, your uh, trusses for the roofs as opposed to trying to find long length, two by 10, two by 12s, which are getting harder and harder to get just through normal times, let alone right now.
0: Yeah, that 18 foot two by 10 rafter is not an easy commodity to find. It's a challenge, it is a challenge. Yeah, we actually uh, had just bought some cedar jams for our garage door recently. And needed an 18 footer and it was imp- almost impossible to find that cedar 18 footer for, for a garage jam uh i so I, I definitely am there with you i got a hard one for you jeff it's one yeah, that sure. i get all the time and i would love for you to answer to you for the podcast the question is should i wait you know i, I get this question a lot from people hey i'm uh, i've already got plans i'm already through engineering I already know, you know, everything I need, I'm, I was going to break ground on this house in October, but I'm thinking with, you know, the, the fact that lumber's, you know, maybe almost 4X what it was a year ago, what if I wait a year or what if I wait two years? Will that 4X multiple come back down to a 1X multiple or even would it come back down to a 1.5X? Any, any advice you can give people on that should I wait question?
1: Well, I I know when it comes to commodities or I'm hearing that there's some OSB mills or OSB production coming on in the second half of the year. Um, There's more lumber production coming on. Um, Mills are trying to do what they can to get back up uh, and running and produce as much as they can to meet that demand out there. So you probably will see some softening on commodity prices as we move forward in the year. Um, The concern I guess I would have is When I look at the rest of the house um, the engineered lumber the drywall um, the insulation the trim the doors everything the windows everything else that makes up the house I'm not really we're not really expecting pricing to come off in that um, probably over the next year year and a half in fact it could go up at this point Um, we're continuing to see some of the base products that are needed to build building products um, continue to run issues so we're continuing to see metal um, shortages out there across the US. As the automobile industry picks up, it's, they're starting to buy consume more and more of the domestic stock. So that's running into problems with truss plates, with hangers, with steel studs for commercial production because the steel is getting more and more in demand. We continue to see issues around resins and chemicals. Um, we were, used to be able to source quite a few products from Europe um, over the last year to meet our demand over in the US. But as the European economy starts picking up, more and more of those vendors are not wanting to ship over to the US because they're, they're needed over there. So I'm not sure if I'd see any price concessions over the next 18 months. Um, I guess we're not expecting that. My, my expectation is that pricing's gonna hold, if not possibly go up a little more so I guess it'd come down to your, you know, your original question, build now or wait, it's pretty much, uh, you know, sitting down with the financials and can you and your family stay in that Airbnb for another three or four months? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. That's always a hard one though. Cause I, I, uh, even if commodities do roll back somewhat, Uh, there's no crystal ball to say that the overall construction is going to slow down unless something massive happens in our economy or you know god forbid another uh terrorist act or something terrible happens which means anytime i talk to somebody about that question i say look maybe commodities they're going to go up but they're going to go down but generally speaking the price of building a house goes up every year uh, to some degree And, you know, unless your timing was super impeccable with some recession uh, that happens and not at the beginning of the recession, but towards the middle or end of the recession is the time to build. You know, building a house in probably 2011 uh, was about the cheapest uh, in the last 20 years you could build a house, let's say, Uh, despite or or I should say not despite, but unless you were to time that one out of 20 chance of building in 2011 at the cheapest point it's never been any cheaper to build a house Uh, and it's always generally more expensive to build a a new house than it is to buy a a used house than to buy a resale house so if you're thinking about building uh, the best time to do it is right now Uh, even with these lumber and commodity prices i i
1: I agree i think if you're building a house i think it's for a long-term commitment it should be a long-term planning for you and even if the commodity pricing is up twenty thousand dollars on the overall package compared to the overall cost of the house that's just a small portion but um with housing prices rising you know it's right in line with what the commodities are doing
0: yeah and interestingly enough i haven't seen water heaters rise significantly in price or plumbing labor or uh, uh you know plumbing pipes or you know some of these other phases we haven't seen this crazy Rise, So it, it really seems to be limited to those particular building materials that are in short supply because of uh, really increased demand and a slowdown in supply that seems to be uh, in, in great part caused by the pandemic that we, that we started last year. And everybody, including myself, didn't know what was happening
1: for a while. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The one just- caution I would have, though, is we pull a lot of, uh, you know, the the plumbing, electrical parts from Asia and transportation costs has skyrocketed mm, interesting. Um, where we used to pay three, 000, four thousand dollars for a container to come from Asia. It's now nearing ten thousand dollars. Wow, that is significant. That shipping cost yeah. has more than doubled. Shipping costs has is, is gone up considerably. And as we start going more and more towards the end of the year, we're only going to see it probably increase more. So um, we are starting to see copper pricing go up. As I mentioned, steel, PVC, which makes your or resins, which makes the PVC pipes are uh, are going up. So we're seeing, you know, nails and, and screws, things people take for granted. The pricing on that is starting to climb because of that transportation cost is getting it from Asia.
0: Wow, that's wild. I hadn't thought about that. That's interesting. Any, any other commodities or things that you're buying that I didn't mention or that I didn't think about in terms of uh, lead time or cost as we're on this topic?
1: No, I uh, trim, um, trim and moldings has continued to rise. Doors, I think we mentioned. Um, yeah, we think- haven't seen much in uh, door hardware, and that is of late. Um, that did take a big jump about six months ago. Um, but no, it's, uh, and we don't buy, we're not very much into the, the appliances but we are continuing to hear on that segment is the lead time is pushing out farther and farther and builders are having issues trying to close houses because they can't get the appliances there for at the time.
0: Yeah. I've experienced that firsthand. Uh, my house oh. personally is under construction and, uh, I got a Mila package on order that normally, you know, would be, uh, uh, maybe a 60 day you know order it and it'll be on on the job in 60 days uh and my dishwasher in particular my mila dishwasher which is a super popular model everyone loves them for remodels and replacements as well as new construction uh that's got a five month lead time uh, and i would have never you know in a million years thought about that so uh, i think i think i got them on order in time that it won't delay my uh, delivery but um like everything uh as a builder we're evaluating everything we need in the house and thinking about gosh when is the time to order that even down to my personal build i've been thinking about gosh if i if i want a new couch i better make sure i order that in plenty of time because even uh i heard from one of the designers the foam that goes into couch cushions is in short supply uh so believe it or not i'm i'm gonna finish my house this fall i ordered my couch in february (laughs) Wow. Because <laughs> I wanted I to make sure that that custom, uh, you know, uh, L shaped sofa that I'm ordering was going to be ready in time. And when I ordered it in February, they told me it would be ready in July and they could hold it up to 60 days. I was like, great, that sounds good. You know, I don't think I'm moving in until September or October, but I wanted to make sure that e- if they wrote me back and were like, well, actually, it's not going to be until August or September uh that i got it on order at plenty of time so i could move into the new house with the, with the couch that fit the space
1: well i know my wife angie uh during the snowstorm here in dallas a few months ago um we were the ones that uh the washer and dryer went out because of the power fluctuation so our dryer is uh four and a half months out oh my so, gosh for, for the house but I, I think that that's probably one thing that i would stress to you know the builders out there is i know they're looking at what's osb doing or what's this doing it's the whole industry it really is Mm -hmm. Um, i saw today ford announced uh, a great quarter in q1 but gave guidance for q2 that production could be cut by 50 percent just due to shortages of material so it's not just the building products industry it is the entire economy that is struggling right now to get product
0: Yeah, I mean that's true with Chevy, too. We just bought a Chevy uh, truck for the company recently, uh, and we originally wanted to get a double cab uh, and diesel, uh, the 1500 model diesel. They didn't have either available. Uh, We ended up buying a single cab eight foot bed. That was the only thing that was available. Uh, And we ended up doing it, and they gave us a relatively good price, but they pretty much could not not supply what we were interested in in terms of uh, uh, the options because they simply did not have any. And they told me that it was chip-related, uh, yes. that they're having computer chip uh, issues. And even the, the guy who was our fleet manager who delivered it said that uh, he's seen pictures from Chevy Corporate of uh, tons and tons of vehicles on the lot that are completed but don't have a chip. They, they drive the car off the line, they park it, they pull the chip out and walk the chip back to the line where they made the next car and put the chip in that car. And so, they've got, I don't know how many, how, how many cars they possibly make a day. I can't imagine. It's probably, you know, 10,000 cars a day. So, they've got 10,000 chips, but they've got, uh, you know, 400,000 cars in the lot sitting there that don't have a chip. And they just have enough chips to, <laughs> to make today's. And they're hoping they're going to get a huge shipment that they can drop the chip in and then they can send them out to dealerships. But his dealership that I bought it from, which was the local Chevy here in Austin, I forget the number. I think he told me they normally have 400 Chevys on the lot. And they had forty, yep. so they're like ten
1: percent of their normal inventory. I know we're trying to order new equipment, and it's eighteen months, twenty-four months out um, to put in increase our capacity in various, you know, the mill workshops or the truss shops or the door shops. It, uh, it there's just an extended lead time on everything right now. Wow, wow. So if we, you know, we're doing everything we can to uh, try to increase our our production so that we can meet our builders' needs. We're all in it together, but at the moment it's uh i think we're unfortunately all in the same boat
0: yeah we're all in it together and jeff i i sure appreciate your time on this podcast and i think one of the best pieces of advice i heard from you was reach out to your sales rep make sure you plan well think about what you need early and consider uh product categories uh leaving a generic name in there on your spec sheet rather than a specific product so that Uh, You know, your BFS rep could go, you know, have you thought about this? Uh, Or actually, I've got these 12-inch i-joists available instead of the 14. Could we make that work Uh, because they're on the shelf? Uh, Or, hey, this custom XYZ you wanted, what if we went with this that's in stock instead? Uh, And I think that our customers are going to be open to those conversations as well, uh, thinking about, you know, what's the difference between a custom door and an in-stock door right now? Uh, you know, a custom door might be months of lead time. An in stock door we might be able to grab and and go and keep on in construction. So there's going to be a lot of those hard conversations. But Jeff, I really appreciate you taking some time for us. Uh, and I also want to say a big thanks to your company, Builders First Source, for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I've been a customer of yours for 20 years now. Uh, before I even moved to Texas and before I even started my company, actually, I was a. Uh, Uh, a bmc customer in the pacific northwest Uh, and i had a terrific experience working uh, with my local bmc when i was just an employee of another builder uh, such that when i started my company that's one of the first companies i reached out to uh, and have been with you guys for 16 years now here in austin texas so thank you for all your support of our industry And, uh, and guys, if you're not currently a a BFS customer, consider reaching out to those guys and getting connected with, with a person, uh, who can help you with your needs. But Jeff, again, thank you for the time. Uh, and if you are new to the podcast, guys, we publish once a week on Fridays, both to buildshownetwork.com and to all the normal places where you find your podcast. So guys, stay safe out there. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Otherwise we'll see you next time. Build Show.